Welcome back to BBO Live. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kim. This is Kia. And welcome back to episode four. Uh, yeah, so Kia, how's your weekend been? It's been good. This weekend, I didn't really like do much on Friday. I have to clean my apartment because I let you know when you let the whole week accumulate. Odd, uh, yes. One of those weeks, because usually I try to clean at least twice a like twice a week. Like I'll let like one day go by and like it's fine. Yeah. But this time it was a whole week and wow, like I'm not doing that again because it was a lot to clean. But it was therapeutic though, like because I got home from work and from the gym and like I just showered and then I was like okay time to clean and I cleaned and it was so nice and then I just went to sleep kind of early that day so it was actually pretty pretty nice it was like a nice adulting day basically yeah I feel you no dude, I feel like sometimes like, like yeah like the whole like cleaning just like gets you out of it but I feel like that's something like, cause, like you, that you do twice a week mm-hmm. something I need to be more on <laughs> how many times how many times a week do you clean Kim honestly maybe like on the weekend like like, like my room is like a hot mess all through the week just because like I like literally in just change to go to work come back eat my puesto like yeah. I don't do much so the weekends is when I get my ish short of together but I feel like that needs to be adulting for my last pilas and do it more often. Um, okay, honestly, honestly, how many times a week do you do your bed? Honestly, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> I tried for one week, like, my goal was to do my bed every single morning. And I'll tell you, like, it actually felt really nice to leave the house knowing that your yeah. bed was done and coming home to it. But I obviously, like, lost um, my own goal and, like, didn't reach it because... I can't. I can only do my bed. How you said, Friday and Saturday. Dude, and that's something that, Sunday too. That, like growing up, my mom like engraved in our heads. Yeah. I was like, if you're gonna do one thing in your in, like in the house, like cleaning wise, have it make tiene tu cama antes de yeah. irte. And like I'm like, and growing up, like yeah, we were doing it because you know, like te regañaban. But like after that, like se me pasó, and I'm like, I need to get back into listening to what your mom said to you, <laughs> and, and actually started making my bed. Did but you yes. ever hear that? I don't know if it was a lie or myth, but they always like my abuelita would say like, if you don't, si no tienes la cama, el diablo se va a acostar en ella. Like, what? Something like that. I swear. No, pues vale I mean, if any, if anybody else's grandma would say that, like tweet us because I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I superstitions. It. I was like superstitions. Oh, damn. Okay. Well. Right now, I'm tiendo la cama mañana. Ahorita anda bailando, anda brincando en tu cama. Se la tendiente de venirme. Shit, no la tendí. Valió. Okay. There's a party over there. There's a party in your bed right now, just so you know. What's you do this weekend, Kim? I saw that you guys were going to that. What is it? That market? Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, a couple of friends and I were supposed to go. So there's been like this, like Seattle street market that's like was like Mexico theme that they've been promoting um for like weeks on Facebook um so we're like super excited to go you know like and we like get there and it's like maybe like two streets of it but oh, wow <laughs> a little technical difficulties but anyways um so yeah so there was like two streets full of uh, like of like different like vendors and like food and everything Pero estaba, like, hasta la madre de gente. Like, it was so freaking packed. Um, that literally, like, we tried to just, like, walk through a little bit. And, like, it was, like, worse than Disney. It was, wow. like, crazy. Like, the support that like, everyone came out was super cool. Hey. Uh, no, so, so, yeah. That part was cool. But, like, the, at least the beginning portion that we saw, like, the vendors, like, it was, like, a mix of, like, some some Latinos, some Latinos, some, like, not, some, like, I feel like it was a great idea, but it, like, wasn't planned or executed well, or maybe they didn't expect the outcome to turn mm-hmm. out, because I think they're supposed to be having them throughout the summer, different, like, themes or, like, yeah. different regions for them. Um. So, yeah, so we, like, went there for a bit, literally just, like, walked it, 
then ended up going to a Mexican restaurant because the lines were like so crazy that we're like, we're not going to stand in line for this. We're just yeah. going to go somewhere else. So wait, um, the market was like food or it was vendors of? It was like it was like food and like they had like beer gardens. They had like um like music inside the beer garden, mm-hmm. but the beer garden also had such like a long ass line to go inside. Like I said, I felt like it was like it's like, it like a good idea. It's the first one, so I think they just weren't prepared for the outcome. That was the, yeah. that everyone rolled it up in, which was amazing. But I feel like maybe like okay, para next one, para, para, para next one, <laughs> um, they like might have it a little bit more, I guess, put together. I don't know. But if this was to come back next year, I feel like now, like seeing it in waves, I think I was talking to someone, and they said that they went to this event the like last year. I mm-hmm. guess it was a thing, and it was a lot smaller. So I think it's just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger, and hopefully yeah. more organized and. Um, so I'm excited. So like, I'm excited for, to see what the future is to come for this event because it was a cool idea. Just execution, almost there, almost there. So Kim, you know what this reminded me of? Like so, it just reminded me literally of how Latino consumers are loyal. So something yeah. that we'll get into a little bit more, but it's under what we were talking about and what we were watching, and it's just amazing to see that. Like how, like you're saying that the amount of people that showed up, you know, mm-hmm. so our demographics are changing and then Latinos do show up to events so that are marketed to them. Mm-hmm. And I think the face of America is changing. So I think it's great. They're going to get into it and that it happened to you this weekend and you experienced it. Yeah. And I was, it was, I mean, it was cool. Like you said, like, we, like Latinos are loyal and we'll always turn up if it's some, like, no, we'll turn up, I mean, but we'll always, yeah. show, we'll always show up to things that are based on them. And even with the crazy amount of people that were there, we still got to see people that we've like, like ran into th- like friends and all yeah. things like that. So I'm like, oh, it's like everyone's just showing up. So it was a cool event. So excited for the future. Like you said, everything's changing. So I think it's great. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, other than that, it was a chill weekend, which was well needed, so bless. Great. Um, yeah, but what are we talking about here this week? So mm-hmm. I think we were going to, again, continue to talk about the abortion ban because it was still very much on our yes, um, yes. timelines. We were seeing it everywhere, and I think that it's a good thing. It's a good thing that it didn't just, like, okay, this passed. We talked about it for a little bit. I think that it's good that there's still going to continue to be more conversation on the topic and there should be um, continuing. So like how we said, we were going to just talk a little bit about how we can get more involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like definitely like last week we touched a little bit on this, this whole shit show that is these abortion laws that are going on anywhere. Sorry, everywhere. Um, and then it has been very popular social media just because of what did end up passing in Alabama. Um, but like we said, um, I guess just because this conversation is not going to go away and it definitely should not. It's something that should get talked about. Um, very like openly just because of how big of an issue it is but what I really wanted to touch and bring to y'all as well is just ways to get involved and ways to kind of know what is going on and how to well it's like I said, we've we mentioned it last week how for us in Washington it's we're grateful to live in the state that we are where these things issues are not as I guess as much of an issue here but for everywhere else it it's, this can get super dangerous so I guess just kind of ways to get involved um, in not only just abortion laws, but in laws and things in general that are going on in your state or wherever you're at is just being just kind of making sure you're aware of what things are getting represented in the people that are running for office, whether that be just local elections um, or once we're getting into the 2020 elections that are around the corner. Just being aware of what they're what they're prior, what they're prioritizing, where their stance are in everything specifically in reproduc- reproductive reproductive um, rights which are which is the big thing right now 
Um, so just kind of staying on top of your research, which I know is something that I lack in myself, which mm-hmm. I need to improve on. Um, so it's not only homework for me, but homework for, I guess, everyone else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know calling your state representatives in those areas that are affected right now can make a huge turn while you think one simple call is not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. One call can lead to thousands from other people. So that's a huge thing. Y también just... I know donating sounds like a ugh, whatever, but like donating and volunteering or even just being aware of who you can donate to. Mm-hmm. I know um, there's an article that we'll link in the links, um, but they kind of give a whole list of different organizations that are doing it. And there was one organization, I can't think of the name right now, but they are pretty much a Latinx organization that's standing behind all these abortion laws in California and in Colorado, which are more on the lenient side, but still have a whole organization based on this. So I feel like that's something that I would love to maybe like look into and see if there's that type of organizations um, in other areas as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just kind of everyone staying informed. Um, like I said, this is not a conversation that's not going to go away anytime soon. So just keeping it active, keep talking about it um, and seeing hopefully some changes sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. And I think one, you know, for me, one thing that I learned um, out of this too um, because, I mean, it has to do with abortions, right, that um, it, it should be under the idea of affordable health care because exactly. I think an abortion is a part of health care. Mm-hmm. And um, I never realized how much an abortion costs. Do you know how much an abortion costs? I don't. I know it's crazy just because, like I said, this is the conversation that's just been so, I guess, taboo and hush-hush mm-hmm. that because it's not out there, no one really knows. So, honestly, I have no idea how much it costs. Yeah, so I found out and I didn't know because, like, in my mind, I always thought, like, okay, right now I don't want a kid. Something happens. Like, I know, like, that's an option. But then realizing, like, how much it costs, mm-hmm. it's not the most affordable health care. So, it starts from anywhere from $350 to $1,000, depending where you're going Damn. and how, how far along you are and all that stuff. So realistically, also, like, it is a stressor financially as well because depending on if your insurance covers it. So maybe a lot of insurances don't classify it as affordable, like, mm-hmm. part of, like, healthcare. Maybe it's more of a, like, it feels more of, like, something that doesn't have to do, like, no reason for you to get an abortion type of th- mm-hmm. um, thing under insurances. You know how, like, when you do dental insurance, there's a thing that are, like, considered, like, you need to do and some uh, that are cosmetic? Yeah, like the That option. same idea, yeah. So I think, I, I feel like I almost want to say that abortion feels like that. And that's very true. That's very true. And I honestly just... This is like I always just thought that abortions was just not covered by insurance in general, mm-hmm. but there are some insurances out there that actually do cover yeah. it. I know um, a friend was just like one day just called up her insurance just to speak just to ask and they're like oh yeah totally here is option A B C whatever mm-hmm. I was like oh that's super dope so even just even if you wherever your stance is on it just being aware that that's an option for you and if you with whatever insurance yeah. you have just more knowledge to yourself you never know agreed but yes so like I said this conversation will not die so just. We'll get nothing to Yes. Thanks, Kim, for keeping us updated. <laughs> yes, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think going back to last week, since we were talking about topics from last week. Yes. Um, for me and my, like, what was I talking about this week with another, you know, person was, again, this article. So I shared this article with another person and we got into the conversation and the question came up of, like, you know, they're classifying Bad Bunny as this Latin explosion, but we've been seeing the Latin explosion. So he, um, this other person mentioned, like, what about Gloria Gloria Stefan and, like, Ricky Martin and, you know, like, Mark, Mark Anthony when they were considered that crossover um, 
Latino explosion. So he was saying, so who was holding it down? And I was like, the only person that came to my mind was, you know, Pitbull. So I did this research real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when Mr. I, 305. Yeah, Mr. 305. <laughs> so when I did that little research, I Googled like this Latin explosion thing, this cool HBO, um, documentary came up yes. and it, it's called yeah it's called the latin explosion a new america and it was on hbo and because i still yeah girl still has hbo i was like Ooh. yes i'm gonna look it up and stream it so i woke up this morning and it's something that i watched so for sure we're gonna yes. give you the 411 on it we'll come um, back to that yeah i showed it to kimmy as well and i think it was a no dude it was informative like literally like i like we're, i mean kia always drops knowledge on me to be honest <laughs> But like, like when I came over, we like we watched it too. We watched it because you watched it this morning. And the roommate, <laughs> and the roommate that made it. We're just like hella into it. But yeah, super into it. I was like, so you're learning things. <laughs> See, Sunday learning. Sunday for learning. Every day you learn something new. You're right. You're right. So we'll, we're gonna come back to it. Yes, but definitely something that's true. But um, getting into some other stuff. Um, listening to y'all so much new music dropped this week mm -hmm. and um we actually just watched a little like the little bit of what dj Khaled performed on snl and he said summer starts now and i'm like honestly <laughs> that's exactly what all these drops for new music friday the, the summer music has officially started i thought it was last week with soltera remix nah y'all this mm. weekend took it over um okay what's what were some standouts for you here i know a lot of music dropped so let's start with, I guess, since you're talking about DJ Khaled, Father of Assad. Yes. Uh, that, that album is, like, the, the album cover is so cute. Fucking baby Assad. I love I it. I know. I, I I used to be so into his Snapchats yeah. for, a, for a while during um, college, the last years of college. So I love Assad. I think he's super cute with his little curls and always serving looks. Yes, he's always serving looks. So it's straight just the world just, like, flexing on that cover. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I love that album too. Literally, DJ Khaled like always featured everyone that he knows. Mm -hmm. Literally called up all his contacts. Um, I also just want to make a note. Like the, the first video that I saw was the higher video mm -hmm. with John Legend and Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. That video like really got to me just because of everything yeah. that is Nipsey and everything. And I. Like, it really makes me sad that I honestly didn't know a lot about Nipsey Hussle Same. up until he passed away and the impact that he had on the community and everyone. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that it's the fact that it's true that like people don't really like recognize you for who you are until you pass. Mm -hmm. It fucking sucks, dude. It does. Yeah, you but. blow up. I mean, it happened with Selena. We just saw that today in the documentary yeah. as well. That like, as soon as she died, that album that she was gonna be her crossover album into the American music, like mm -hmm. it sold so many copies after she passed. So yeah, I'm like that's the one thing that. And sucks. her fame is like very very popular so right now. Like I was saying about like 21 Forever 21, like merching the shit out of her oh. and like using her. You know what I'm saying? That bothers me honestly. Mm -hmm. Ugh, but, but we'll get into that, we'll get into that because of the consumerism. But um, back to, I guess, my thoughts on on the album. I feel like DJ Khaled didn't fail, you know, to present a very diverse group of artists on mm -hmm. his album because he is a DJ. And sometimes I forget that he is a DJ. Me too. And he's just kind of like an MC. So obviously we're about to like hear a whole bunch of hot artists. That's true because it's not going to be him singing these tracks. <laughs> exactly. So the idea that, you know, this album, the past album have had 
I think a lot of the same vibe with artists and showcasing a few new here and there that have become popularized, right? Because in the last one, again, he still had, you know, Chance the Rapper and that Bieber and Quavo song. So he had another similar one on this one, which, by the way, I was going to mention, that song came out so long ago. And then it's in this album that just dropped. I'm like, it better not be a summer song. It just better not because it was like played so long ago. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like that was... A quote-unquote summer song last or they try to make it a summer song because honestly i don't really remember the song that much last year and it was I, annoying it was annoying yeah, song and when i saw because i feel like i can't i can't remember what the first like dj khaled cuervo bieber song was but that one slapped and i feel like this one the second one was like no brainer i didn't yeah, like it, it was no brainer that they were trying to make like the second of it and, and it just, i didn't yeah it didn't. i didn't go so, very well yeah. but other songs that stood out on that album that me and uh cardi b and 21 savage wish wish uh, I thought it was just like a hella, just like a chill vibe. I loved it. So th- this was what, these were your top three ones? Yes. Okay. Um, that one I loved. Uh, I hate, l- hate the fact that I loved Jealous with Chris <laughs> Brown, Lil Wayne, and Big Sean. Just because Chris Brown, I feel like it's just ru- kind of like ruined everything. Like I feel like I just can't cheer for this kid. He needs to be blacklisted. He needs to be blacklisted for sure. Um, so I was like, but... Big Sean does go hard on this, and it's Lil Wayne, yeah. and I was like, fuck, Khaled, why you gotta do this to me? Yeah. But it's still, it's catchy, so, well, I'll still bop <laughs> to it. I'll just roll my eyes at Chris Brown, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I also love Just Us by SZA, that mm-hmm. and that one was super cute. I love the Miss Jackson sample on it. Um, so, yeah, what were your top ones, girl? Same. I think I have to say um, Wish Wish, because I honestly just love cardi b and savage they're like their flow goes hard and they're always in their bags and their ad-libs both of their ad-libs are some of my favorite ad-libs so both of them together every single time i'm just like yeah it gets me in the mood of just being a bad bitch i'm like let's go Dude, honestly, yeah, 21's twin. His little thing is one of my favorite Me things, too. too. I love it. Same. So I think, for sure, they always have me feeling myself, and they go hard. So that wish, wish, let's go fire for the summer. Yes. Um, Freaking me, freaking you, because um, I love a good little Wayne verse, and because I refuse to listen to Jealous, like, I just <laughs> skipped over it. Like, as soon as I heard Chris Brown, I was like, sorry, Chris Brown, I'm not going to do it, which is why when later on I was telling you that I saw the SNL, yeah. and we'll talk about that later, but I finally heard his, um, Big Sean's verse, and I was like, oh, he goes hard, but why must you be on a song with, like, Chris Brown? I'm I refuse to play you. I'm not going to play you. So, um... So I had to do the freaking you. I but but at the same time, the only other criticism there too is like I don't know how I feel about the word freaking you. Like, ah, uh, I don't know. But I still like the song. It was still very like freaky, quote unquote. <laughs> like let's get it on. And then the last one for me, top off, um, because yes, I forgot I'm about that song. Not a JC fan. I'm gonna make that very clear. Men are trash. This is my men. <laughs> He's been in my men are trash like two three times already. You're right, but. You're right. Um, Man, when Beyonce, like, the first line she drops, she goes off. I'm like, yes, B, you tell them. Like, she's like, I'm the only lady here, but I am the hardest, and you know what? Like, she is, so. Dude, and I listened to the song that also came out a while ago that I forgot, because I remember the song, because it was also featured it did. on, it was on right. Homecoming. It did. Yeah. You're so right. it came out at least a year ago. So you're right, but I, I love that it's, one. That one's fire. So fire. Yes, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, so DJ Al Khaled, thank you for a fire album for this summer. <laughs> Much appreciated. 
Um, another album that I didn't really get into, but I know you're a big fan of, is Tyler the Creator. Yes, 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 yes. And see, the thing about Mr. Tyler the Creator, which I was reading an article, we'll link it to, but it kind of summarized how I feel about him because last um, the last album he came out with, not the Grinch one, but <laughs> oh, the Grinch, <laughs> yeah, Yo, the, Grinch. the Grinch one. I heard it, and that thing, I was like, oh my god, new Christmas music, Hell yeah. yeah. And I like kind of like yes, weird Christmas music, but um, his Flower Boy album. That's when I fell in love with Tyler the Creator because honestly, like I remember I went to a concert of his because it was just a free ticket that somebody had, and I was like, why not? I'll go to Tyler the Creator free ticket. Fuck and it. I didn't really know his music when I was there, and like it's his, it was his old stuff where like his lyrics were still very like um, very homophobic and misogynistic, and that's the thing. The reason why I didn't understand him, I didn't understand his emceeing, and it made me feel just like very like white teenagers rebelling against their like parents would play this music valid valid yeah and so i never hated him i just wasn't a big fan there was like one or two songs that would stand out that i could like actually get through yeah, and listen but flower boy dropped and i was in love with tyler the creator <laughs> i was like well who is this Tyler the creator you you're what you you are actually you might be gay you might be bi and you're telling me that you used yeah. to be homophobic and misogynistic so i've seen the like the growth in him to me and his lyrics have been amazing and then not only that but then like the sound has become very like jazz and funk and experimental and he said that he really like his inspiration is nerd and um pharrell and i'm like i can see that come through because i've always loved pharrell's vibes as well and you know like with him producing music i mean for ariana grande like you hear those influences mm -hmm. so to me that's one thing that did stand out about this album and i just wanted to highlight that but again the the article does a better job at summarizing it, so we'll link it if you want to read it and just, you know, get more into the title of the creator growth because I feel like he's growing as an artist. Yes, I, I feel like I agree with you, too. I remember when he first came out on the scene, I, like I said, I just didn't feel like I identified with mm -hmm. the music. Or like, I just like, couldn't get into it. Um, so I just haven't really gotten back. I mean, I know his, like, his, like, popular, popular songs, yeah. But, okay, another thing I need to homework them in. I'll look into the, yeah. look into the album and the article them in. So, yeah, maybe maybe listen to Flower Boy if you didn't really get to listen to that one last time. Yeah, I don't think I have. So, listen to that one and then move on to this one so you can see the comparison and okay. maybe see how you feel about it. But as, as far as, like, both of those albums, I've enjoyed his titles. His titles have been super, like, fun <laughs> and creative and... Um, and so my top three, and it's kind of like a story. The top three that I chose are kind of a story, and they kind of interconnect. The first one's I Think. And this one is kind of how I feel when I'm falling in love, question mark. Like, honestly, like... <laughs> question mark? Yeah, because if you listen to the lyrics, he can become very intense sometimes. So, like, you have to really understand him and the kind of, like, person he is mm -hmm. to, like, not take it to, like, what, what what's going on? But, like, to understand, like, that's how I feel when I'm falling in love, I think. Because he's pretty, like fuck, I think I'm falling in love, fuck. Like, he's just oh. very, like, you know. Well, he's a character, so yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, animated, and it was a very dancey song, too, so that was a little bit different, I feel like. And so, right, that's the beginning. I'm falling in love, I think. And then I Don't Love You Anymore is my second one, so that's when you're falling out of love, and it's like you hate this person. So then he went from, like, fuck, I think I'm falling in love and I want to hang out with you to, like, fuck, I don't want to hang out with you no more. Bye. 
fuck you, get out of my house. And then the last one, are we still friends? It's kind of like, okay, you no longer trigger me. I'm no longer triggered by you. Hey, do you think we still, like, do you want to be friends? Like, should we still be friends? The never-ending cycle that is life. <laughs> yes. So if you listen to the album, it feels like that. And there's, like, I know there's a few songs on there, too, like, of Obsessive Love. And that one's the one with Kanye. And I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel with the song. Because it was, it, but it does scream, like, that obsessive love yeah okay so it's it's a it was like a love album almost i would say in a very title the creator way (laughs) okay i'm down for that one Uh, other albums that dropped maluma dropped an album and i was thinking of maluma literally dropped an album at this exact same time last year Mm -hmm. when he dropped um i forgot what it's called I didn't listen to that Shit. one. Fama, fame, fame. Okay. Fame last year. Um, Wait, I did listen to it. What a liar. <laughs> Why are you lying? Yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this time he dropped uh, Once Once, 11 Eleven. Whatever. Make a wish. Make a wish. I guess. <laughs> That's what it reminds me <laughs> yeah, of. Make a wish. Me too. Um, but the album, I honestly really, really liked it. All his songs are really like. He also has a lot of features that me in. He has like Nicki Jam, Osuna, um, Ty Dollar Signs on there. Mm-hmm. Madonna's back for another song. <laughs> This song with Madonna, um, it's called it's called Soltera. I didn't mind this one. This okay. one I actually liked. No cha cha cha. No cha cha cha. <laughs> that was the first thing I was like, I was like, oh hell no, it better not be. But the only thing that kind of like eh, was was I was like I was like Soltera. I was like y'all uh, Soltera remix dropped last week. Y'all a week late, but mm. <laughs> uh, but like I said, the vibe continues. Of you know, esta Soltera está de moda. So this summer, like I said, music, no, ain't no one cuffing this summer, guys. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. Um, but I like my, but my favorite, favorite song was actually his salsa song on the album. Which is, I really like that one. Yeah, too. which is called Te Quiero. I loved it. And the freaking favorite line is like, uh, Pensándola bien, it's like, it's like, Te Quiero, Te Quiero, Te Quiero, pero lejos de mí. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, bitch, yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really liked it. I think his album still, all his music is honestly really nice. And actually... Um, I know I kind of touched on like the Urbano R&B wave that it, there is. So he has a song with Sesh that's really nice and chill. Can't remember what it's called, but also one of my favorites from that album. So yes, props to you, Maruma. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts on the album, I felt like he literally encompassed all the subgenres of Urbano. Yes, exactly. Literally, he hit every, not everything, but like everything you can think of. I'm but I yeah. Yeah, dude. He had like the ballad. He had the salsa. He the, did have the ballad. Is it Dembo or Dembo? I think it's where I've heard Dembo. Uh-huh. I just think of like in like different songs. I just heard it on NPR and I was like, so that's how you say it. And I just forgot again. So back to not knowing how to pronounce that word. <laughs> they had reggaeton, the Latin pop, the English speaking for English listeners. The that one song, you know, yeah. where he's even singing in English. So again, with the crossing over culturally and the Latin explosion, and this is a prime example right yes. there. So we'll get into this again. But um, that's those were my thoughts on this album. For the top songs for me, it was No Puedo Olvidarte. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, that one had me, f- um, like, I know the feeling. Like, that's <laughs> literally my reaction to the song was, like, I know the feeling. And it was just kind of, like, sexy. I love Nicki Jam um, mm-hmm. and Maluma, even though, like, I don't agree with, like, you'll be my Cardi to my okay, part. Okay, yes, that, I literally, I, like, caught it, like, the first time I heard the song, and I was, like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, when he was, like, um, I was, like, okay, and then I was, like, yo soy Afri, tú eres mi Cardi, I was, like, Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Just because, yeah, just because I don't know that they would be my relationship goals yeah. if I even had relationship goals, quote unquote. Definitely not. But so that's why I'm like, huh, but I still I see what you did there. I yeah. see what you did there again with 
cross-culturing so I will um, still take it as a good song and I will probably be singing the lyrics so you're <laughs> gonna catch me singing that um, and then the next one that like stood out for me was Extrañándote because I just love La Z and La L. Like, they're yes. my fave. Like, so honestly, yes. they're so underrated for, like, how much I like them, actually. Dude, I, and they're also one of those duos that have been in the game mm-hmm. since the beginning. Exactly. Like, since, like, Wisini and Del Days. Exactly. And, like, Damien have not phased out, but are still in the game now, but Damien are not one of the most mentioned. Talked about, exactly. Yeah, like, right. not a part of the explosion, quote-unquote, but still but paving the way. Yeah, definitely are there. So, and I just love when he says mamacita. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite with a deep voice. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think that's why it's just, like, bias right there. That, like, it's one yes. of my faves. Um, Dejale Saber was the last one that made my top three. Because I think it had, I like that he didn't have a feature on it, but it has the potential for a feature. Mm-hmm. Like, easily somebody can get on there and put, a, like, a rap verse in there. Because of what he's talking about, right? Um, and then Tu Vecina had the potential to be on my top, and I, I liked, it reminded me, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it reminded me of, of another song, so if y'all know what I'm talking about, again, at me on Twitter, I want to know. Another Vecina song? The Tu Vecina, isn't that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. N- not another Vecina song, but I'm just saying, I don't know, the beat was like, it made me think of another song. Okay. So, re-listen to it, let me know if, if I'm just being a little cuckoo. <laughs> those were my top three. Yes, uh, and I guess just all in that same um, Urbano Reggaeton phase, uh, a new single that dropped is Venia Flotu that has Nicki Jam, J Balvin, Arcángel, and Anuel. Mm-hmm. I, the video, like, I like the song because it's more of like a trap vibe mm-hmm. than like a reggaeton, like, da- mm-hmm. like bailable, which I think there's been a lot of like dancing songs, so this little trap, I really liked it. The video is them just flexing hardcore with all the freaking money that they have because the four top hitters in reggaeton, why yeah. not? Um, but I like the trap. I think it's cool. It's like it's like a cool trap vibe. Trap, I think. <laughs> <laughs> trap vibes. I liked it. Me too. I think my comments on that when I saw it, I just saw the snippet of. I mean, I went back and heard all of it, but I, at first I had just seen the snippet of J Balvin on a jet ski, right, in yeah. the pool, and he's like going hard, and I was like, yes, a good Spanish rap verse from Balvin going hard, yes. just like literally being flashy and saying, I got it like that, I don't even drink, but I have all the bottles on deck, like, yes, Balvin, you tell me, like, yes. so for me, when he goes hard like that, and he's being flashy, I ain't even mad, I'm like, tell me all about all the things you can get, because he's so blown up, he's so big. So. I mean, and that's true, at that point, like, you're freaking J Balvin, flex all you want, dude. <laughs> Shit. If I could flex that way, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Same. And then the other part that I liked about that song, you know how I feel about Anuel, so I don't yeah. care for him. Yeah. But El Guy del Bicho, he, whenever he goes on a song, his voice, the first thing I think of is like, no más estaban esperando que yo mencionara mi bicho, ¿verdad? And like, oh, Arcángel. That's what he reminds me of. I can't listen to a song and hear his voice without thinking of that line. I don't know what from what other song it is, but you know what I'm talking about when he says that line? Yeah. Okay, so Arcángel, I remember Arcángel, he, like, he's been around también for he's a while. He's like, oh, Encima, that's the first time I heard him. Uh, I heard him on, there's a song called Amara Ciegas. Okay. That's a, a super, like, slow ballad, and I, uh, slow, slow ballad, and I remember one of the signs, it, it, it's pretty much, like, one of the, um, the lines in that song, it's pretty much just, like, it's, like, I'm, like, Amara Ciegas, and, like, not, like, not knowing where to look for love, and it's, like, um... At some point, he like, like one of the lines is like, "Le pregunté al dentista el amor a primera vista y me dijo que era un error." <laughs> and my, and my growing up, my, my prima was like, "Why is he asking his dentist about love?" <laughs> <laughs> like, she, right? 
That's hilarious. So, yeah, I don't know. That's some that guy. He just cracks me up. I can't take him too seriously. I know we're gonna love him. Um, like what other new songs dropped this week? Oh, uh, like I said, new music that's gonna set off the summer. Uh, Megan The Stallion's album Fever. I didn't get to listen, uh, dude, but tell us about it. So I was listening to it. Actually, barely started this morning, and it is honestly like a ratchet in a good way album. Like literally, you just want to like if you think you like college house parties, mm. like just getting down. Mm. That's the vibe it is. Um, I saw a tweet. I don't know if you saw it, but I saw a tweet, and they said that Megan Stallion had her heel on y'all, you know, throat, and I was like. Yeah, yes. honestly, it's, like, it's literally just like a, I'm that bitch. Yeah. Come, like, don't even try to comfort yeah. me. Just like literally just her feeling okay. herself with I'm all the rights. Yeah, and then um, I saw this like snippet that I think when, the, when she dropped the album, she did an event sponsored by Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a little video from it and she literally said, um, hold up, I got this. Oh, she was like, she was like um, this album, I wanted to give the ladies something to go crazy to and the fellas something to appreciate the ladies going crazy to. Mm. So it's literally like four women. Like I said, it's just another album to put you in your feelings, another album to put you in the yes, that bad bitch, soltera, summer vibes. Yeah. So I liked it. Now I feel like I need to go to the club just to, to hear the song, to hear this album. We have to. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm like, what other new music dropped this week? What's I got? I guess just remixes that dropped, just tying into a whole la whole nueva ola new artist. Um, the No Me Conoces remix that's or Jay Cortez originally, but Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny are on the remix. We like that video, super chill. Remember Bad Bunny threw out the little little shout out to us. That was really cute. Oh um, yeah, I didn't know he was an honorary, but come through honorary. Yes, sister. <laughs> Those who know know. Uh, so that was super cute. Another remix. I've I don't Brightiago. I know his stuff here and there. Um, he's had a song called La Mentira out for a while, but he dropped a full remix, almost like a Te Bote remix, as in like six seven minutes long, just oh, with like snap. everyone that's the new like wave of people. So like with like Casu, uh, Raúl Alejandro, Mike Towers, all of them people. I have not heard any of those people. Casu. Casu, oh my god, I love Casu. Casu is una, she's actually a trapera, so she mm. is, and her, like, and, you know, she's not, like, one of, like, the, like, the pretty girls in reggaeton, she's more, like, she's, like, she knows who she is, she is más, like, I, I, I want to just say, like, es más cabrona, it's the only mm. word the word I can think of. So does she remind you Evie Queen vibes? Kind of. For but, trap? Kind, yeah, kind of like an Evie Queen vibes, but not as, like, hard. Hmm. Like, it's more, like, it's, like, she's more soft, but she's not, like, that feminine, cutesy, pretty girl, like I see. Like, I don't know. And then she, it's like, it's Argentina también. So I'm okay. like, oh, okay. Um, so her, I like, I like her stuff. I feel like she is one of the, be- be- like, the girls that's, g- like, up and coming también and it's going to be up there sooner. So, okay. Casu, keep an eye out. I'm down for her. Okay. Um, other than that, new music, that's all I really, I had. I don't know if you have we anything have else. The only other thing that we talked about was Aladdin because we uh, talked about it last week and now the Spanish version with Becky G dropped. You're right, you're right. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Aladdin, um, the Mundo de Al, I guess is the Spanish version of it, of it, which is yeah, Becky G and Zane. Um, and I actually things that just clicked for me. So Becky G is is on the Spanish remix for this, and then um, the girl that's playing Princess Jasmine, mm-hmm. uh, Naomi Scott. They were actually the pink and yellow Power Rangers in the Power Ranger movie that came out not that long ago. Yeah, I remember the movie, but I'm trying to remember her face, and I don't know why I can't remember it. Um, did you ever watch the Disney movie Lemonade Mouth? 
Oh, that sounds familiar too. Uh, they're like in a, they're like in detention and they have like a band. Yeah, she was she was like the guitarist on it. But um, I, I'm gonna have to go look her up. But yeah, but Naomi Scott, Princess Jasmine, and Becky G. They were the two pink and yellow rangers in the, in the latest Power Ranger movie. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cute. That now Becky G. is doing a song for a movie that Naomi's in. Mm-hmm. And also uh, shout out to Naomi because that's how Becky G. and her fine ass man Sebastian. <laughs> I guess that's how they met. So yeah. thank you for that. Play bomb Cupid. couple. <laughs> yes, playing Cupid. Because, oh my God, he's so fucking cute. They're so cute together. They are very cute uh, together. Yes. Very cute couple. My thoughts on the song, I, I gave it one listen. I didn't listen more than once. <laughs> I am, I'm also a huge Aladdin fan, so I'm a little biased on this. And a huge Becky G fan, so con mas bias. But yeah. yes. <laughs> my only thoughts uh, or criticism, well, well, what I would have liked to have seen was Zayn Ziggy in Spanish. Yes, okay. So I, I feel like they literally just like took out whatever the other girl was. Yeah, the and, prop- just, threw yeah. Him, threw and just threw in Becky stuff. Which I, I think Be- Becky's voice was actually the perfect um, voice for this part. So yeah. I had no complaints on that part. But like I said, I just would have liked to have heard. Me too, and I really thought it was going to happen. Damn it, Zayn. Mm-hmm. Again, don't know how to act, and now he can't <laughs> sing in Spanish. Okay. You had one shot. I'm man of trash, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Not on this one. I don't know. It's. I don't think he's trash. Nah, but at least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for everything, friends. Facts, though. Um, okay, now I think I'm done with my new music. <laughs> at least that I that I have down for these notes. Same. I think that was it for me Sweet. too. Right, and then in terms of what were we watching this week? I know mm-hmm. we've kind of said this whole Latino explosion things that we've kind of talked about here and there, but. Kia, since you discovered this documentary, please enlighten us on what this Latino Explosion documentary entailed. Yeah, so I guess we'll give a quick... So the, the title of the documentary, if you want to check it out, on HBO. It's called The Latin Explosion in New America, and it, it was made in 2015. So not so long ago, like, you know, three years ago, three and a half years ago. Right? Because... Three, four. Four years. Four now, I guess. My bad. Yeah, I know it's 2019, but I feel like we're at the beginning, but damn, we're almost no, like half. halfway. Yeah, okay, never mind. But anyways, <laughs> four years. And the description, I guess, like a short little description from the article. I will also link the article if you want to read a little bit more before you start watching. But they, um, so it's, so I guess it's talking about how the demographics have changed um, since the 1915 when like only like one in 50 Americans were Latino and it, the documentary is pretty much saying by 2050 it will be one, one in three um, Americans are Latino. So it's just showing that the country is changing and the Latinos are taking a place at the table as the new American power brokers in the world of entertainment, business, politics and the arts so once on the margins of american society latinos are now a mainstream and the proof uh, and the proof is in the music so from going from a minority to being one of the biggest minorities in the u.s it's talking about how it's coming like through music we're seeing the how culture is reaching and how demographics are changing here in america so that's kind of like what it was about and it focused on a few main artists amongst them we had um if we begin with Rita Moreno Jose Feliciano and then he moved into like Gloria Stefan mm-hmm. Emilio Stefan Ricky Martin um J-Lo yeah. Thalia Shakira Shakira and then to like you know the newer ones Pitbull Pit Bull, Santos. Romeo Santos yeah. 
Um, you know, and there was another actor in there, which I'm forgetting his name, but he's the one that plays Ching Chichen Chong. Oh yeah. Um he he was actually like a big part of the Chicano movement that it like encompassed that that era. But again, so we started in the 1950s, so it literally takes us back to the first person who opened the doors for Latinos here in America, mm-hmm. which was the guy in Lucy. And then it moves on a little bit to, you know, Rita Ora, like, again, also paving the way for Rita us. Moreno. Rita Moreno, my bad. Rita Ora. <laughs> Why am I thinking Rita Ora? I mean, she's a Rita. Rita Ora. Yeah, right. No, but, you know, um, so it, it goes, it moves on like that to when it was, like, the ghostwriters that were changing their names, but they were still influencing the rock and roll mm-hmm. to, like, when it goes into, like, Carlos Santana and then... And um, then shifting over to, like, when the Cuban um, salsa happened, the explosion in New York and then in Miami as well with, you know, Pitbull. So I think it, it definitely, like, moved like that to to the ghostwriters and then the crossing over, which was um, the Gloria Stefan and Ricky Martin and Mark Anthony and Shakira would be the ones that considered that became international pop stars and really, really, really would consider crossovers, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it changed from crossing over to how Pibble said, you know, he didn't need to cross over the way he started because um, he was already, I guess, English speaking when he started and he, his music is still considered quote unquote like a Latino beat, mm-hmm. but all his lyrics are in English. There was no need for a crossover. He was established as that artist that was a Latino mainstream artist in the charts in the American music, right? So we see that there's no need for a crossover anymore and it's more of a like this is American music to then it moves to like how Romeo was saying like um, because that was pers- that person is- was established but then we get into now um, Romeo Santos who he said that for his music he's like I'm not crossing over to them they're crossing over to me. Mm-hmm. The, the bachata sound is not changed. The bachata sound stays the same but you have artists like Drake, Lil Wayne, Usher, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj getting on his records and singing either in English or in Spanish but to that bachata beat. Mm-hmm. And even like Sesame Street like how he showed <laughs> you know like getting into some bachata you know what I'm saying? So the idea that no longer are Latinos because of all the doors that were open before and all the thing that was paved and the demographic change because the documentary did a good job at, at putting those little este, como se llama, the little facts where it's showing the percentages yes. and the changes in the demographics and in politics, which, I mean, what what else did you gain that maybe I didn't touch? No, and I feel like that's very true. Like, um, like, like, like what Romeo was saying that, like, I feel like for him, if people wanted to, whoever was like these big artists that wanted to get, they had, they changed to get into the Latino music. The music itself didn't have to change to accommodate to these big American artists. And I feel like where the documentary started was with with Rita Moreno and everything that she kind of did for, because she was the first Latino woman to win an Oscar. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I knew she was big in todo lo que hizo in like West Side Story. And Mm -hmm. obviously everyone knows her now on One Day at a Time, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Pero like how she had to change, how, how, being she's fully Puerto Rican, but how when she was starting off in Hollywood, she had to play every other role there was, mm-hmm. whether it be like West Indian, mm-hmm. Native American, Asian, any type of like any type mm-hmm. of role, you kind of have to change who you are to what I guess is what to what the media is needing because she was ambiguous. She had an ambiguous yeah. face. They used any race, um, with the same accent she was saying, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. She had the I guess the Latino accent that she kind of has, and they would like you said would use it in no matter what 
ethnicity she was portraying. Um, so that's kind of like changing herself. And then once it got into like the ghostwriters of like rock and roll, it was how they all kind of changed or I guess I'm like Americanized their names mm-hmm. to be more to set to like have a more of a presence in I guess the English speaking community, which again has into changing who you are to um, I guess not get accepted by a certain community. Yeah. And then with the whole wave that was like the explosion of like Shakira, Ricky Martin, um, Mark Anthony, and who was JLo? They like they also like not that they changed their music, but they were singing in English to bring in that audience. That crossover. Yeah, that crossover. So still not completely changing who they were, but kind of adapting to what was needed to pull in that audience, mm-hmm. the Latino crossover audience. And now mm-hmm. artists are not changing who they are at all. Yeah. Like we said about last week with Bad Money, like he like I remember when he, when when Drake wanted a song with him, mm-hmm. Bad Money was like, okay, well then you're gonna come with me because I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go do English. So I feel mm-hmm. like because the powerhouse that is Latino music and everything, like, and I forgot who was in the documentary. I think it might have been Mark Anthony. That was like, we're here and we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So get used to it. Yeah, like this is this is the new face of America, and that's mm-hmm. one thing that they really like touched on. And then another one, I guess, was how um, that stood out to me was when Thalia was saying that for her, Selena was kind of like um, the one that showed her that you can succeed in America with your own language, mm-hmm. and um, and and the the audience is there because of the demographics were changing this idea that how we were saying that she wanted to be an american pop star but her audience where she was making the money was in spanish so she was doing the spanish first even though she wasn't a spanish speaker she was only spoke english right she was an Mm -hmm. american she wasn't a first gen you know uh, of you know immigrant parents she had already been here established as a chicana or tejana and so the idea that she was able to do that inspired um talia to be able to do the same even though she wasn't you know born in the united states the idea that she can succeed in her own language in acting and singing and all of that because the market is so big i mean the united states is the second most you know like where they speak spanish and again our minority has grown so much that this is the new face of america it is brown be proud like we are here you know and i saw this movie or this documentary in the morning and it just left me feeling inspired and empowered and um in Pibble's words you know the next step is la casa blanca and you know we're gonna get there how he said if there's no car we'll take the bus if there's no bus we'll take a raft however it is donde hay hambre like i you know i yeah. poder hay oportunidad and we're gonna take advantage of it and we're gonna make it there and they also touched on el voto latino and the yes. con- consumerism so that's one thing that Pibble was saying that there is power in our community because we're such loyal consumers and he took advantage of that he he was able to brand himself and companies wanted him and we saw that what who else did that it was yeah, the same thing with like um like Sofia Vergara if you think about it she's like what cover girl she sells so everything. much um Eva Longoria same thing Shakira JLo because they know, like we said, we mentioned earlier, like the Latino, I was going to say Latino fandom for some reason. The Latino <laughs> community is so loyal. The consumers, yeah. Okay, consumers are so loyal to to the artists that they love to and everything that they do as well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how, like we mentioned earlier, that like Selena has stayed so relevant mm-hmm. and companies are taking advantage of her. It, not, yeah, they're honestly taking advantage of the legacy in terms of like, her merchandise when mm-hmm. Mac had the whole makeup thing that lasted a bit. Forever 21. Like, forever, yeah, Forever 21. It's kind of seen everywhere. 
And oh. even artists, that's what I was telling you too. Even artists, I feel like, are naming her. Like last week, I said they named her in that devil's work. And now this yeah. week, Nipsey and Hire named her too and said, you know, kill that that biatch that killed Selena. Oh, like, Yolanda. yeah. <laughs> and it's the idea that these mainstream um, American artists are giving shout outs to this, what we consider Mexican American icon. icon. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah, I feel like Selena is like such an icon. Yeah, I used to like that, and I feel like she's ever gonna go mm -hmm. away. También, so that's another thing. Um, but like we mentioned, with how loyal it is, and you can even see it. There was like another article that um I think you sent me that was just the impact that Latino music has throughout the world, and just through streaming and how loyal everyone the is. NPR one, yeah, the NBA was the NPR one, and how loyal everyone is in terms of streaming because that's how Latino music is as big as it is today. They had how many views, they were saying? Like, like in 2017, the biggest and most viewed um, video on YouTube was, was. Despacito. Mm -hmm. Last year was Te Bote. Mm -hmm. This year, we'll figure it out, but it's going to be Latino. Yep. And the fact that, like, I think out of the top 10 most viewed videos on YouTube in 2018, eight of those 10 were all Latino music. The numbers so, are there. The numbers are there. Obviously, there's a population, not only in you and like um latino american consumers that are in the u.s but in the entire fucking continent that is i mean actually entire the entire world because yeah all of north america <laughs> mm -hmm. south america speaks spanish but mm -hmm. i mean there's music festivals and all these latino artists do like european tours mm -hmm. asian tours there is an audience for it everywhere yeah the market uh, is out exactly there. the market's out there so if the you know explosion people thought it was beginning years ago <laughs> No, and I'm super excited for what it, was dude. the thing that Romeo said that stuck with me he said he said I'm I'm glad and happy to be on the list of big names and I can't wait to see who's next because there's always going to be somebody bigger than me exactly so and that's the beautiful thing um the support within one another in the Latino community always getting on each other's remixes and getting mm -hmm. on each other's music I think that also shows a big part of our community como somos somos una raza que we thrive in community we thrive you know in loyalty and we are so so giving and so how George Lopez said instead of finding a way to kick us out of this country you should be finding a way to keep us here Facts. you want us here Facts. so with that I think that's a strong way to you know end <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> Find a way to keep us here. We're here. None of them are sitting in lugar. So get used to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, like I said, strong point to finish off. Um, so I think this concludes episode four of BBO Live. Uh, everything we talked about, uh, we will be linking in our description as well as music-wise will all be listed in our playlists that are on Apple Music and on Spotify. So make sure to follow us on social media at We Are BBO Live to get the links for that stuff um and make sure to share and follow and subscribe um we love getting shout outs from y'all on like instagram or whenever y'all listening to us so please continue to do that um and yeah thanks for everyone that supported and we shall see y'all next week have an amazing week bye